you besties. Thanks for tuning in with us. Life is hard. Families are weird. Work is tough. And this week we are talking about doing the best we can with body image. And I feel like we should start this episode by saying like hashtag content warning or trigger warning. Cause I feel like some of the things we're going to talk about today and some of the stories that we're going to share might be a little triggering. Um, but I am happy that we're talking about this because one, I basically use this podcast as like my own personal free therapy session. And two, <laughs> I just think it's an important thing that we talk about. I think it's something we all struggle with. Um, I know I struggle with this often. Like, I feel like it's a constant battle of my mind. So, and I feel like a lot of us are in the same boat. Basically, I literally texted Allie this and I was like, we need to talk about this because I went to a doctor's appointment that is still fucking with my mind and I'm just not over it. Like I, I feel like you go to the doctor, you get your annual physical. And the first thing that they make you do is step on the scale. Like first thing, like, hi, how are you? Can you step on the scale? And I feel like for me, I see that number. I'm like, okay. And then I now have to have the talk with my doctor and like, not the sex talk, but like the BMI obesity talk. And it always starts with like, according to this chart, like your BMI is this number, which means that you're obese. And then we start talking about all of these other things. And like, I've been having this conversation literally every single time for years now. Like I've basically been considered obese, honestly, since I feel like since I came out the womb, like I remember hearing and have this conversation even when I was a child or like the doctor having this conversation with my mom. And I just go back and forth with like, really loving myself, really also like hating parts of my body and how it looks. I feel like I ping pong between being like very confident. And then I also am in the space where I just want to like hide myself because I'm not comfortable in like certain outfits or like in my own skin. And I feel like there's times where I don't feel like I'm good looking or attractive. Um, even just like thinking top of mind right now, like I can't even tell you last time I've looked in the mirror and like I've genuinely complimented myself, like in a way that's like not just me faking the funk or like, I love affirmations, but I feel like sometimes we say them, we don't truly believe them. And I feel like lately it's been like, I'm saying them, but I don't really believe them. Um, but lately, like 80% of the time, I just don't really like how I look in things. I buy bigger clothing because I'm really too afraid to like really see myself for what I am. I also want to feel like a stuffed potato. So there's that, <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like 2020, was shockingly a very good year for me, despite all of the shitty chaos that was going on, which I know I don't need to remind anyone. We've all lived through it. And thank God we are all past that or trying to get past that. And I feel like that was a time where I was like really thriving, like working from home really worked for me. I was totally in my element in my vibe. I felt like my body was transforming. I was like working out and like doing so good with taking care of myself and eating really well. And I was really getting to the space where I was like really loving myself and growing so much. And then I felt like 2020 came and it was just so fucking rude with how it arrived. Like I started the year, I lost my father a day before my father's funeral. I found out that my aunt has breast cancer, which I don't think I really even told anyone this, but my aunt has breast cancer for all my friends that are listening to this and probably going to text me like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? Well, I'm sorry, you're finding out this way. Um, and then I quit my job, which we now know I quit my job, started a new job, which we also know that. And like, I'm glad that I quit my job. I feel like that was a level of stress that like got away, but there's also stress with starting a new job too. Um, and I just feel like I wasn't really taking care of myself. Like I really am one of those people who uh, 
I go for comfort. So like comfort foods, alcohol, like it's just what I turn to when I'm really stressed out. And I was doing it for a while out of comfort, but mostly out of laziness. Cause now I'm like, oh, this is so great. I can just Uber eats everything and call it a day. Um, I was drinking more than I usually did. I was on the brink of burning myself out. It's just been a really stressful few months. And like, thankfully I'm getting to a space where I'm getting beyond that and trying to get myself back on track, but it was a hard 20, like start of 2021 for me. And every single year I hate going to the doctor. Like I know I have to know I need to get my physical and like check in and see how things are going, but I hate it because I know that I'm going to have to prepare myself for the fat conversation how much I weight I've gained compared to the last year, how much risk this is now, like health wise, how I need to work out and eat in a calorie deficit and eat more whole foods and more protein and vegetables and less processed shit. And you know, how I need to be better with my portions. Like these are all things that I know, like you're not, I'm not learning anything new. I'm well aware of this, but it's just hard sometimes. Like I have really, really good days. And I've had honestly a lot of really great days. I think 2020 was a really good just year for me. But when things get bad, like it did in the beginning of 2021, like they get bad. Like I go down this like spiral and it's hard to get yourself out of. And I feel like when I had my yearly physical a few weeks ago, conversation was the same, but the conversation was a little different this time because my blood pressure was really high. And my doctor was basically like, I've noticed, you know, it's been high for the past couple of years. And apparently the American Heart Association has changed their guidelines recently. And so now I'm actually on a low dose of blood pressure medication at literally 28 years old. And both my mom and my grandma are also on it as well. And it's one of those things that like, I got so mad about it, but I also, it was one of those things that like I knew was gonna happen. It was just a weird feeling. Like I was mad, but it was also like, well, you kind of knew this was coming. Like you could have done better. You could have made changes, all of these things. Ultimately it was my decision to start the medication. I think mostly because my doctor scared the shit out of me with the risk. And I was like, you know what? I really don't want to have a heart attack anytime soon or like have a stroke. So I guess I'll start this right now. And she did a really good job of like trying to reassure me that it's temporary. And like, she's had other patients where they've lost enough weight and like don't have to take a medication anymore and like obviously these were all good things to hear but in the moment I was just so worked up and I feel like she, it was like so visible where she was like oh like honey like don't I don't want you to be upset like I don't want you to think like you know you did anything wrong or you should be scared but it's also like in my mind I'm spiraling and like if anyone who knows me knows me very well like I'm the type because I'm a planner I plan for every scenario you know, best case and worst case. And like my head is so deep in the worst case scenario of things that like now I'm like panicking internally. I'm like not doing well. I'm basically about to cry at this point, but I was like, I don't want her to keep like asking me questions and telling me things. So I'm trying to hold it together. And so when I come home and I tell my mom, she's shocked, obviously was very reassuring, but was also very shocked that she's like, you're so young. Like, I'm just like, I'm not understanding. Um, and I thought that I like got over it and I was okay. Um, and I don't know, it was just like a couple of days after that appointment, I woke up and I just was not, I just still felt so heavy on me. And I feel like I was just replaying like the conversation I was having with her and like how I felt in the moment, like me going to the CVS drive-thru and giving them my 12 bucks for this prescription. Like, I don't, it's just so overwhelming. And I feel like 
I've said, you know, fuck BMI and like, fuck the scale plenty of times. And I still feel that way. I think for me personally, it does way more harm than good to my mental health. I just, I can't do the numbers. I can't see it. And I'm a massive supporter of body positivity. Like I'm so, I admire, but I'm also jealous of women who can like really love themselves and love their bodies regardless of what they look like. I really thought that I was there. Like I thought I did the work to get to that point and to really feel like I really adore and love the skin that I'm in. And then I feel like I had this moment in that doctor's office that I was like, you're not there yet. Or like, there's still a lot more work that you have to do to get to that point because it really, I mean, it kind of almost broke me really. And like, I don't think I'll ever get to a space where I'll do anything harmful to myself. One, because I just love food way too fucking much to do that. But I can fully understand why someone would want to go there or like think that that is the right path for them. Like, I feel like we're told so many different things, what we see every day, how we should look, how we should, you know, present ourselves, what we're influenced by, like all of this adds up, whether we realize it or not. And it's so toxic, especially when it's one of those like subconsciously embedded things that you're just like, you're so used to seeing, it's so natural. It just feels normal. It feels like that's the thing you should do to fix yourself. And I feel like now that I even think about it, like I honestly think part of me has like some little case of like body dysmorphia really because now I think like when I see myself in the pictures and when I look myself in the mirror like how I view myself and how I see the pictures like things do not add up which kind of scares me because I'm like now I'm in this space where I obviously know like I need to work out and and I do work out consistently it's really more so the food side for me um that I have some like catching up and some work to to do there but I just I I now sit in a space where I'm like will I ever feel like my body is in a space that I am like happy with? Like, will I ever feel like I made the progress I wanted to make? Will I ever see myself in a way that I don't, that I'm like not this huge humongous person that I think I am in my head? Will I ever really be happy? And like, I think we do a lot to tell people how to fix it. We do a good job of like, this is what you need to do or whatever, instead of like thinking systematically as a whole, what we've been building with this country, how we've been either providing things or not providing things and who has re access and resources to certain things. Like we really built this country on this behavior of obesity and overeating and like the cheap and conven like convenient foods. Those are most likely not the healthiest options. And like, I think we've gotten better to some degree of the offerings that are there, but I think we don't do a good enough job of making it accessible to everyone. And like, I'm very grateful and thankful that I can work out. I work out at home. I've been working out at home for a few years now. And I know that that's honestly like a privilege because I know that there are people who can't or who would love to, but can't afford it. Um, and I just, I don't know, like we can barely fucking afford therapy. How do you want me to afford like a personal trainer or a nutritionist or like someone to help me with this stuff? Like these are all good things, but it's not all things that we can access. And I think we also as a country historically just haven't done a good enough job of really educating people on health and not in like beyond the numbers, right? Like we don't talk about what that number means. We see it and we're like, oh my God, I'm 200 plus pounds or whatever, but we're not talking about like, well, how much of that is actual fat or like, you know, muscle or is it water weight? Like, I feel like we should be having much more deeper discussions. I would also love to get into a space where like, it's an option for me if I want to step on the scale or not. 
And like, we have a real discussion with my doctor of like, why, if I choose to not, like why I choose to not go down that path and what that means for me mentally. And like, maybe there's another way to talk about overall health without looking at the numbers, whether that's BMI or just what the number says, but I don't know. This is all shit that I just keep thinking about. And I feel like it also is more prevalent now too, because my mom also just recently had her physical and like had very similar news that I had as well. And I think we do a good job of like joking and like, you know, laughing. We're like, we're going to do, you know, do better and be better. But I feel like if, if it's affecting me like this, I can only imagine how it's affecting her. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like I just fucking ranted for like 15, 20 minutes about all my feelings, but I just feel like I had to say that because <laughs> it's just been so on my heart for so long. And I'm like, I need to just tell someone and go with life, but I just threw up everywhere. And I'm sorry. Cause I don't know how to end this conversation. <laughs> for everyone who can't see us, I was like <laughs> nodding in agreement, like the entire time she's talking like, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> so Thank you for being vulnerable and for talking about this. And I think you hit on some key things. Like you talked about the mental aspect that goes with body image and May is also mental health awareness month. And I think that's so important to talk about too, about like how our mental health affects our eating habits and the way we view our body and just kind of like our whole health. It's not just number on a scale. It's kind of how we are as like a whole person. And I think it's really important to talk about this because it's always kind of looked at as like body image. You're supposed to be the specific image. And if you're not like, don't talk about it. So I think it's really important for so many people that you were willing to kind of share what you're going through and what this experience is like. It also just makes me sad to hear because for me, like you have been that person that's kind of like motivated me to like be healthier. And like, I just always admired your spark and motivation. And so it makes me sad to hear that you're kind of struggling with that right now, but I know that you'll get back to that place and you'll continue to build your mindset because you've put in the work before. And, and I know that you'll be able to get there, but I also think it's valid to sit here in those feelings that you're feeling now. Like that was a very difficult conversation. And the fact that it's still sat with you for multiple days and that you text me and we're like, I need to talk about this. Like that shows that it really has impacted you. And I don't want to make light of that because I think it's important for you to recognize and own and feel those feelings and then figure out how you want to go from there. Yeah. Thank you. I totally agree. I feel like you, it's so easy to put up a front, right? Like it's so easy to tell the story that you think people want to hear or like put up this perception. And I feel like I am all of those things. Like when I'm in it, I'm very motivated and like driven by it. And like, I am totally here for it, but I feel like we don't talk enough about when it's not that, like, what are you doing when you fall off whatever, quote unquote, the bandwagon or like you (laughs) fall off track, like how, I think that discussion around like how we process that side of things is something that we should shine more of a light on. Cause I think for me too, I'm just like very much the person where I'm like, I'm just going to tell you what it is and feel the feels, but I feel like we don't do enough of that. And so I'm hoping my story gives someone understanding and feelings of like, I was there too. And like, it's okay to talk about it with people. Like, even if it's just friends or your family, whoever, like, I, I think it's so important to share that and get that off of your chest. Cause I also think there's something cathartic about it where it helps you like 
get over that. And like now, you know, this is motivation for me. I personally don't want to be on this medication for the rest of my life. I don't feel like I need to. I've seen myself make really great progress. And so now it's me getting back to that space, but also me trying to figure out other ways to handle when it's a shitty feeling or like when I'm going through shitty things, like just being more conscious and mindful of that and also being more honest with myself when I am in a bad space. Cause there's times that I'll do that too. And like, I don't know that I've ordered whatever and like have eaten somewhere from multiple times. And like, let me tell you something when Chipotle's quesadilla came out, girl, I was eating that shit like four, like three to five times a week. I was, it was, it's still so good. And I've weaned myself off of it, but like, I can get addicted to things. Like I joke about it, but I'm like, this is real shit. Like I should be like more concerned or like just more self-aware of that. And I think I choose to sometimes hide from it because I don't want to deal with the truth. Um, but truth is your girl's been struggling and I'm also really excited to not be struggling anymore. And if you're also struggling, let's struggle together and get ourselves through this because I feel like, you know, it's possible. We're capable. We can do it. Definitely. I think it's also tough too, with kind of like how society just talks about weight and body image and the way we look. So for me, Growing up, I have been a dancer since I was two and a half years old. Um, and I was usually the shortest kid in like any class. And I was always very skinny. Um, could it have been from dancing five to seven days a week? Probably. Or maybe it was just my body type. I don't really know. Um, but I danced at a very intense studio for my younger dance career. I'm talking my life was dance. Like think of the TV show Dance Moms. My experience was very similar. And I remember getting my costume measurements done, which is a normal part of dance, right? Usually once a year, they measure you to make sure your costume will fit comfortably and they do it right before the ordering of the costume. But this became a weekly, let's make sure you haven't gained weight thing. And it was so toxic and I didn't even know it. And I was constantly being measured and I was being told, good girl, you stayed the same or you got smaller. And teaching me at a young age, getting smaller. I was underweight. Like you're telling me good girl, you're, you've gotten smaller and the doctor's being like bulk this girl up. Um, and so just kind of internalizing like, okay, being small, being skinny, like this is good. This means that I get to dance with the boy because I'm the lightest one for him to lift. And just like the positive reinforcement that came with, okay, my measurements were good this week. Um, and I remember being at a dance competition and an ambulance was called because a girl had passed out. Um, she was in like the senior level and she was starving herself. And shortly after this experience, I left the studio um, and I moved on to a much better environment. Um, I was having so much anxiety before going to dance. I remember like telling my mom, like, I, I get so nervous at school because I know I go to dance after school. And my mom was like, why am I paying for my daughter to be anxious? And so I ultimately moved to a studio that focused not on size, but on the art of dance and doing something that brings you joy and being a team. Um, and yes, they did measurements, but it was private, not public. And it was strictly just to get your costume. They weren't reporting back to your numbers. It was just so they could make sure 
sure that you fit comfortably in your costume and looked as beautiful as possible. So although I was at a very different and much better environment, those toxic words and those toxic actions definitely stayed with me. And I don't think it was until I was much older, I processed how damaging those experiences really were. Um, I always thought I had tough skin, right? Like I'd perform on stage and sometimes a judge would say that I needed hotter red lipstick or I should have been wearing fish knives and I wasn't sexy enough and having, you know, men kind of say that into a recording and listening to that back. And I had dance teachers that luckily were like, we're not listening to this anymore and would kind of pre-listen to them to wean that stuff out. But because it should be more about the dance and the skill and not how you look, but definitely in that industry, you are looked at and compared to everyone else and you have caked on makeup um, to make yourself look more beautiful because you aren't beautiful enough without it. Um, I even had a, I was trying out for um, the college dance team and the coach, I didn't wear makeup to the tryout. I knew it was like a multi-hour tryout and I was probably going to sweat it off anyways. And I had my hair pulled back and my dance clothes on. And afterwards the, the coach had told me um, that he didn't think I was pretty enough without makeup on to match the image of their team. Um, and that if I was going to be a part of this, even as like a club member, um, that I needed to always have my makeup on, even if I was going to the dining hall on a Sunday for brunch. Um, and so he no longer works there and they ended up getting a much better coach. So if you're listening to this, you were definitely a better step up from him. But even hearing that in my, you know, 19 year old brain, thinking I got away from that image and then be told again that once enough, once again, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not thin enough to look the part of what you're hoping for your team is very damaging. And I think I look back now and I look at pictures and I'm like, why was I, why did I hate my body? Like I was in my prime then. Like, how did I hate my body so much back then when I was like the skinniest I ever was? And, you know, and I, my skin was better and whatever else, but it just, it carries with us. And I remember being in middle school and girl, I got a booty and I have always had thick thighs and my thighs are strong. Like I have dancer strong muscle thighs, but they are thick. And I remember boys making comments about my big butt and girls not being so nice. And I was skinny, but then I always needed a larger size of pants because I needed them to get over my thighs and butt. And then I had to wear a belt to keep them up. And I have cried too many times in a dressing room um, because of the number on the clothes and how I look and being in middle school was like awful when it came to clothes and bathing suit shopping has always been the worst for me and trying it on and I didn't have boobs but I had a butt and I'm just like why is my body weird and like the other girls are wearing a bra and like I'm in a training bra and I'm in like the eighth grade because I have no boobs but like why is my butt so big <laughs> and I just like didn't understand and it didn't help that when people are calling me big booty and thunder thighs like those were not compliments um and so i think now I'm in this place where I am not the skinny girl I was growing up. I definitely am not dancing five to seven days a week. Um, I do have some health conditions now and I was on a medication for a while that kind of changed my hormones and it caused me to gain weight and it made it impossible to lose weight. Like I'm talking working out six, seven days a week, cut everything that tastes good out of my diet and I wouldn't lose a pound. Um, and I was on that medication for about nine months and it definitely caused me to gain a lot of weight. And it's crazy. You can gain five pounds in a day. And then it takes three weeks to lose it. Um, 
And I finally went off that medication and then I was like, oh, wow, now I can lose weight again. But like I said, it takes three weeks to lose what I gained in in a day. Um, And so for me, even though I started to kind of lose weight and I was getting strong and for the first time ever, like I had arm muscles, not just thick thunder thighs that were muscular and the scale just always seemed too high. And I think that weight is just an interesting concept and weight doesn't mean that you're healthy. It's more of that mindset switch that I'm kind of working on now that like, I need to eat well because I need to fuel my body with proper nutrition and eating is important, right? I need to eat and it's okay to eat pizza and it's okay to have that scoop of ice cream because you love ice cream, but you also need to make sure that you're drinking enough water and that you're exercising, not because you're trying to, you know, burn so many calories, but you're exercising because it's good for your heart and it's good for your mind and it's good for your lungs. And I think when we get so caught up on the scale, as soon as it's not that fast gratification, we then get defeated instead of being like, wow, like I could barely lift five pound weights and now I'm lifting tens. Like that is a goal and that is a victory. But I think between doctors and society and pant sizes, and I'm over here trying to fit into like, pants from when I was 19 years old. And it's like, it's okay if I don't fit into my clothes from freshman year of college, like eight years ago, like it's okay to let those go. It's okay. If the bikini I had that I had when I was 21, like does not fit me right anymore. I finally got boobs. Like I need to just embrace my body and start to buy clothes that fit comfortably and make me feel beautiful. Instead of being like one day I'm going to be skinny enough to fit back in that. And I think that's been a really hard transition for me like I'm saving these clothes like I'm gonna fit in them and I'm like oh my gosh these jeans are from American Eagle from like 2013 like can we donate them like can we donate them okay glad they lasted this long but like time to let them go and get our bigger size where I don't give myself a muffin top and actually can just like breathe because they fit so that's my rant about like weight and that body image. And I do want to touch another topic, but I'm going to take a minute to breathe before oh my you God, do yeah, that. Yourself. You hit on so many things. And I was like, yep, yep. I feel like this entire episode, we were just like nodding at each other and yep. like crying and nodding at the same time. <laughs> it's so crazy that like, especially the last point of like holding on to shit that you definitely need to just let go. But in your head, you're like, someday like I used to have a drawer of like someday clothing like that's what I called it like someday I'm gonna fit into this thing and now thankfully which you are more than welcome to use this tip but before well pre-covid because now I'm not fucking going anywhere but like I used to so thankfully like my mom has raised me really well on like donating and giving back so because my room, I have way more clothing than what I can store. Every season, not every season, I'd say probably like spring and fall, I like swap out my wardrobe for, you know, the coming seasons. And now I do this thing where I'm like, did you wear this last year? No, donate it. Because yeah. now I think it's it's one of those things that A, thankfully I can, I'm very grateful that I can financially afford to purchase clothing if I need to. So I use that as like, you haven't worn this. You're not recreating this someday drawer or section of your closet again. Like if you haven't worn it, 
say goodbye and pack it away. Like, I don't even give myself the chance to think twice. I don't even give myself the chance to be like, remember that time, you know, you went to the movies and you look so good. Like, I don't even give myself the chance because once I do that, I know like these are not going anywhere or I'm like, oh, maybe next year. No, 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 no. Like, I just, I just, I know what it is. Let's be realistic. It also makes me feel really good to know that someone of the proper size or someone who really needs this will have it. And that is what I choose to focus more so on than like, will I be able to fit in this six months down the line, which no one full and damn well, I probably won't. And that's cool. Like, I, I mean, I'm in a space where I can buy things that fit and like that shouldn't hold me back from letting something go. So I totally agree with you on that. I also totally agree with you on the fact that you look at old photos and you're like, damn girl, like he was looking so good. And then, but then I think like, well, in high school and middle school, thankfully what was interesting for me is I pretty much wore a uniform throughout my entire schooling time. Like I really didn't have to think about clothing that much, but it's interesting when I look, still look back on like photos of just like when I was out and about and I'm like, girl, you're complaining now. Look at you then. Like you look so good. And I just think like my, my mindset back in middle school and high school, like I really thought that I was whatever fat. And like, it's not like anyone told me this. Like, I don't personally, I don't remember like anything super traumatizing, but I think it was just like these conversations I've had with my doctor and like what I've seen on TV and like my mom has never been that to me like I'm very grateful that I also have a mom who's always like still to this day will tell me you're so beautiful and like you're so pretty and blah, blah 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 and like you know like I think she always did a good job of like giving me reinforcement but in my head I was still like you're not pretty enough or like you're too fat like this is why boys don't like you I was also like kind of a smart one. And like, I think was just like being nerdy comes with its own thing anyway. But I just, it's so crazy to like look back and like I can Im- immediately think of moments where I've looked at photos and I'm like, you are crazy for thinking that. Right. That. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I think too, I wanted to talk about like body image beyond just weight and size, because I think that too often, like we think body image, we're like, it has to do with like your weight and like your size. And honestly growing up, and this is probably harder for me to talk about than my previous story. What I hated most about myself was my feet, not my size. I have weird toes. Um, I don't really know how to describe it fully. Um, people call me mountain toes, basically like how toes are supposed to just like decrease as they go down. My toes are just like all different sizes. Like you can look at x-rays, like the bones are just shorter on my middle toes. There's like symmetrical, like both feet look the same, but yes, I have weird toes and everyone has made fun of me for it my entire life. I, in fact, didn't wear open-toed shoes in high school for two full years because I was so sick of people pointing it out. And then people would point out that I only wore sneakers and never wore open-toed shoes. And I love being barefoot. Like Sadai and I were talking about this before we were recording of like, I hate socks, like barefoot and free is the way to be is like my motto. Like I am always barefoot. And the fact that like people were so cruel that I was covering up my feet all the time because I was made to believe that like, this is something I should be embarrassed about when it's something that I have absolutely no control over. Like 
I cannot change my toes. This is how they are. They look funny, but guess what? They aren't going to change. So why do people constantly feel the need to point out that they look different? I will never understand. Like, yes, hello. I realize they look different. They have my entire life. This is not brand new information. You pointing and saying, what the fuck is wrong with your toes? This isn't like a revelation where I'm like, (gasps) My toes do not really what else is. I've never seen these before. Whoa, (laughs) what are toes? No, I have known this. So why do you feel the need to point it out to me? I will never understand. And my rant here is going to end with the fact of like, this is something I tell myself. If you are looking at someone and the person cannot fix what you're about to tell them in a matter of 15 seconds, then shut your fucking mouth and don't say anything. Example, example, if I have food in my teeth, tell me, cause I can fix that in 15 seconds. If my dress is tucked into my underwear, please tell me, because guess what? I can fix that in 15 seconds. If toilet paper is stuck to the bottom of my shoe, tell me because I can fix that in 15 seconds. Someone has a gap in their teeth, weird toes, doesn't have five fingers. That is not new information to them. And guess what? They're not going to magically be able to fix that in 15 seconds. So you commenting on it is legit none of your concern. So if you look at someone and you're like, should I say something? If it's something that they can quickly and easily change, yes, speak up. No one wants to walk around with broccoli in their teeth. But like, if you're looking at someone and you see that they look a little different, like that birthmark on their face, they know about it. You don't need to tell them. You don't. So live by those rules. And I think if everyone did that, then like as a society, we would all love ourselves a little more because everyone would stop pointing out that we're different and just embrace that like, this is just who we are. Like, I don't even think plastic surgery could fix my toes. Like, I don't even know how you would fix this. They're my toes. They are what they are. I'm finally confident enough to just be like, I'm going to be barefoot and free. And if you don't like my toes, well, then more space for me. But yeah, that's my motto. Um, And I just wanted to talk about that, like body image and issues with how we look at ourselves can be more than our size. I feel like everyone has some insecurity point, but at the end of the day, like, you can't fix it in 15 seconds, like own it and everyone else around you just like shut your mouth. So that's my rant. That is what a fucking quote that we're putting that on a t-shirt when we merch, (laughs) when we're big enough to have merch, that is a thousand percent going on a t-shirt because if people one minded their own fucking business, okay, just do that. That might actually even help you not make the comment to begin with. But if you feel so inclined to speak up on things, just think about this. Think about this quote and really see if it's worth it. Like, I just, I totally agree. The world will be such a different place if we all just mind our business and then thought twice about what we're going to say. Like it, I could not agree more. And I also just want to say, fuck you to everyone who made fun of Allie's toes. And if you do it now, I will personally come and fucking beat your ass because you're a fucking asshole. That's probably miserable with your own life. And that's my rant. (laughs) Well, on that note, um, I'm going to wrap it up with, I know that this episode has been heavy. I know I've been emotional during it. I know Sadai has been emotional during it. Um, And if you are struggling with body image or eating, um, you can check out www.nationaleatingdisorders.org. And they have a lot of great resources, not just about eating disorders, but just kind of body image in general. Um, So if you're struggling or this has kind of brought up any feelings for you after listening, definitely check out that resource um, and 
talk to someone, you're not alone. You can DM us. Um, we can all kind of feel those feelings together. But we just wanted to kind of share what we're going through because we think too often all we hear is the negative and we don't hear um, that everyone is a little bit insecure and that we could all be a little nicer. Because guess what? We're all doing the best we can. God, I really love that we named this podcast that because you know what, even through all the heavy shit that we've talked about today, it's such a good reminder that doing your best is literally all you can do. That's all you can do. And I'm so glad that we get to just be reminding that to ourselves and to all of you every single week that your best is all it like that's all you can do. That's you just do the best that you can. And if you have a story to share, if you had some feelings about this, you want to share it with us, we're more than happy to feel those feels and sharing that experience with you. You can email us at bestwecanpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at bestwecanpodcast and on Twitter at bestwecanpod. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And remember, even though Sadaya already stole my tagline, <laughs> you're doing the best you can and your best is good enough. Bye, bestie. See you next week.